<laughs> Welcome into another slice of beef, Edmund. Everyone, uh, I'm Angus Hout, your host, uh, and on today we have John Michael Leverrier. Am I saying that right? Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I've got a complicated last name. It's um, uh, anglicized. It's uh, the lever, but it's supposed to be pronounced like Leliev. Ah, yeah, I know. Just that classic Alberta kid who just never learned French. So I'm just like, well, let's butcher it as bad as we can. <laughs> yep, yeah, it was a good try. <laughs> um, I also have to say that this episode is brought to you by my sponsor, Grandma Bear's Home Baking, who is in Edmonton, Alberta. And she has the most wonderful baking. So if everyone wants to go down and check her out, uh, go get some butter tarts and cookies. That'd be fantastic. So how are you doing today, John? I'm doing pretty well. That is excellent. And, uh, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, still alive. And I got the day off of work. So we can't complain at all. Excellent. Yeah. So you're a uh, concert photographer. How'd you get into that? Um... It's kind of an interesting story, actually. It was uh, way back, um, I actually wrote down the date for you. <laughs> it was uh, January 7th, 2015. I actually went to see uh, JJ uh, and the Pillars in Hamilton. Um, I don't know if you remember them. They were actually uh, one of the bands that won, uh, you know, the Toronto radio station, 102.1 The Edge. The Edge, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a familiar yeah. name, but I don't think I listened to too much of their stuff. Right. Um, they had a competition. Um, I don't think they do it anymore, but uh, it was called The Next Big Thing. And uh, so it's a whole bunch of bands that, uh, you know, compete. And I think it was a $20,000 prize. So, you know, it's a good way to um, for like an up-and-coming band to uh, really get some more gear and, you know, get themselves out there. Um, anyway, they're actually the band that won. And uh, so I saw them on January 7th, 2015. And uh, I've always been interested in photography. So I figured like, oh, you know, I'm going to see these guys. I may as well bring my camera for fun, see if I can get any good shots. And uh, they liked them so much that, uh, you know, after that show, I was like, well, you know, maybe I can actually make something of this. That's awesome. So no one, yeah. just, no one questioned you about bringing your camera in. You're just good to go. Um, yeah, it was kind of a smaller show. Uh, this was actually at Club Absinthe in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, which I think, uh, I'm trying to think of the capacity of that place. I don't think it's any more than like 200 people. Okay. So just one of those small clubs that you go down to and watch a band and then head out for the night. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I know with a lot of venues, you wouldn't really be allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was kind of like, that's pretty impressive that you're just able to walk in with a camera and they were cool with it. So yeah. did you put up much editing into that into that photography set or were you just like, here you go guys, this one's for free? Um, yeah, that time, um, I mean, this was before I knew anything about, uh, you know, working with bands and that kind of stuff. So basically I just sent them, um, uh, like I didn't really have to do much editing for it. Uh, the lighting and everything was actually pretty good, so the photos as they were were actually pretty decent that's awesome and uh yeah i just you know i gave them uh for free (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't give photos for free anymore i learned that lesson (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i've got a couple of friends who are doing photography and they've only ever done one free set and then after that they're pretty much set to go so right yeah so um 
going on. Uh, what was your second show? Um, oh man, that's a good question. I think uh, I think it was also JJ and the Pillars, um, and it was actually a video shoot uh, for a song called "Come With Me." Huh? And uh, so I did some kind of like behind the scenes photos and stuff for that video. All right, so I just kind of got familiar with them, and then did you just kind of get known as the guy around Hamilton to be the the photographer for bands? Um, yeah, there was another band called the Maysides, I think, that I shot about a week or two after as well. And then uh, I just started like going to more and more shows and um, shooting more and more bands, and just um, getting you know like really getting to know everybody, and uh, especially around the Hamilton music scene. Yeah, and from what I've been doing a little bit of research on Hamilton and just Southern Ontario, it seems like there's a lot of good rock bands that come out of there that stay kind of in that Hamilton area. Absolutely. Um, Hamilton is kind of, uh, it's it's in between um, Toronto and Niagara, and actually not really that far from the U.S., so they're kind of well-situated um, as like a hub for, you know, good music. Uh, well, good bands and good music venues. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those sweet spots, and that's, like, Arkells came from out there. Uh, uh, yeah, the Arkells are actually from Hamilton. Yeah. I had a whole list, and I forgot to grab it from my room before I got into my studio. Um, and <laughs> Colorado, I believe, is also from out there as well, right? Um, Colorado, I think, is actually from um, Ottawa. Okay. But, I mean, just a lot of Southern Ontario has a ton of bands that are coming out of there. Oh, yeah. Um, Toronto, especially. I mean, there's so many bands in Toronto. (laughs) Yeah, when you got one-fifth of the country's uh, population right there, of course they're going to be popping out everyone. Right. (laughs) And, of course, um, you know, not so much these days, but (laughs) there used to be a music venue on every corner. Yeah, it's the one thing I've noticed from, uh, you know, bands out there or even friends from Toronto. It just seems like every week there's something else closing. It's like, that's a heartbreaker. It really is, yeah. The uh, pandemic has hit the uh, music industry pretty hard. Yeah, it has. I had four concerts lined up to go for during the pandemic, and unfortunately all four of them have been cancelled, so... Way she goes, but uh, how have you been doing during the pandemic? Um, oh, you know, it's it's been tough because uh, that was pretty much the way I made most of my income was uh, working with bands, doing um, you know promo shoots and uh, doing uh, like documenting um, the recording experience and that kind of stuff. Um, so I've been kind of supplementing that with uh, other areas of photography. I've actually started working um, with models. Hmm. So, you know, um, when uh, life hands you lemons, you got to <laughs> make some lemonade and uh, adapt and overcome. So is it a hard transition moving from bands to models? Um, it's very different, yeah. Uh, there, it's a whole other skill set that you need. Um, you know, working with models can be a bit tricky, um, especially because there's a lot of photographers out there that are, um, let's say, unsavory uh, towards female models. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a big, big issue. And uh, so there's a lot of, I don't want to say there's a distrust between um, models and photographers, but 
they do have to be cautious about that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, photographers have to be cautious about, you know, being professional. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, that's just the day and age we live in. And, you know, there's guys who are creeps and there's guys who, you know, are like you, who are just legitimately good people. And unfortunately, you get rap, a bad rap sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that makes it, um, you know, kind of frustrating for everybody involved. But, yeah. you know, again, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Well, and once, you know, you get a decent name out there for yourself, I'm sure it kind of boosts your following pretty quickly. Yeah, there's um, a photographer in particular that I work with um, quite a lot. And uh, I think we have, like, a pretty good reputation for, you know, being decent people. Yeah. Well, that's the important thing is being decent. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, what's been the most memorable you've been to uh, as a photographer? Uh, I was actually just thinking about that because I figured you'd be asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy, there's a couple shows that are um, that really stand out. Um, one of the last big ones I did was actually kind of a mini uh, music festival. And uh, it was actually on um, April 20th last year. And uh, so it was... I'm trying to remember now. I think it was Colorado that was headlining. Was that just a part of their uh, final uh, set of shows or their final tour? It was, yeah. So uh, were you? was that like that final show that they did? Um, no, their final show was actually in Toronto, which I was at, and, uh, you know, that was a lot of fun, but very bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't shoot that show, I just went to, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard to work that one, I, I've been a fan of Colorado for the last number of years, and it was just kind of a heartbreaker to see them moving on from their music, from music anyways. Yeah. So. And then, of course, there was, uh, USS. <sighs> Yeah. Um, I guess you probably heard the news yesterday. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's been kind of a tough pill to swallow for the last two days. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I woke up and, you know, checked the news feed and it was like, ah, oh, shit. Well, there goes Hall or, uh, USS and they've been one of the most, they were the most influential band through my teen years and even my early 20s now. I'm just like, that sucks. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, that's all I had to say about them. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's uh, very much the same case with me. Yeah. So, I mean, bands break up all the time, and I'm sure they'll probably do a reunion tour. I know Noel, the girl who runs uh, the USS fan page, she sent me a message yesterday, and she was pretty heartbroken about it. So. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, she's uh, about as big a USS fan as they come. So. Yeah, yeah, they don't get any bigger than her, so... You know, yeah. bless her heart for running that uh, fan page on Instagram and Facebook. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or to get back to the question though that uh, you asked me about some of the bigger shows I've done, um, USS actually have been some of the biggest shows I've done. Um, there was, uh, you know, the Rapids Theater in, um, in uh, Buffalo, New York. Yep. Yeah, I've uh, shot a couple shows with them there. And uh, those ones are always fun, pretty big shows. Yeah, well, um, I've, I've 
like I've seen them uh, perform. I think I was at a crowd of like 25 people, and they still put on just as big of a performance when I saw them with 6,000 other people. So you know, those oh, guys know how to party. Um. So, uh, who else have you uh, photographed, uh, done photography for? I know Colorado is one of those bands, and I saw a big list on your website. Yep. Yeah, Colorado and USS, I've worked with, um, oh boy, a whole number of times. <laughs> I've actually lost count. <laughs> um, one of the biggest bands I think I've shot is probably Steel Panther. Hey, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're a pretty big, well-known band. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite shows that I've shot was actually um, Greg Graffin, who is uh, the lead singer of Bad Religion. Okay. Um, that was actually kind of a smaller show. It was during one of his uh, solo tours. But for me, like growing up listening to Bad Religion, that show was absolutely huge for me. It was one of those things like, um, you know, if I could go back in time and tell my 15-year-old self that I'd be working with Greg Graffin, it's like, well, number one, I don't think I would have believed me. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, I would have thought that's cool as hell. Yeah, absolutely going to see like shoot for one of your idols. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, how do you not get lost in like a trance while you're shooting for someone that you've looked up to for so long? Um, it's kind of interesting because I actually do kind of often just get in the zone and go into a trance when I'm shooting shows, but not in the way that you might think because I'm concentrating so much on what I'm doing. And um, oftentimes it's actually kind of hard to enjoy the show when you're doing that because you're so focused on, um, you know, getting the good shots. Yeah. Does, does it almost ruin concerts for you when you go as a concert goer now? Um, no, I wouldn't say it uh, ruins it. Uh, in fact, you know, when I'm not shooting, it makes it all the more enjoyable because I can really focus on just enjoying the music. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone that you would love to shoot for that you haven't had a chance to shoot for yet? Um, oh boy, well, Bad Religion would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one of my favorite bands is a band called Ghost. Okay. That's a completely different kind of music than, you know, like <laughs> punk and rock. But, yeah. Or, well, I mean, they are a rock band, really. But, um, yeah, that's probably one of, uh, like, my dream concerts to shoot. Yeah. What about that concert in particular that you would like to shoot, uh, wants to drive you there? Um, well, Ghost is a really theatrical band. I don't know if you know much about them, but uh, like their lead singer dresses up as uh, like this kind of anti-pope. Okay. And so like all the band members are like these anonymous uh, people. They're all wearing the same like, outfit, and uh, they're called the uh, Nameless Ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, they have this whole kind of, like, backstory and everything, and, uh, you know, it's it's a really kind of kitschy band, but it's just so much fun. Okay, and you said they're, like, kind of a punk rock band-ish? <laughs> they're kind of, like, metal. I mean, they've opened for bands like Metallica and Iron Maiden, so their music could kind of uh, be, you know, put in that category. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at a photo here right now, and um, yeah, I've definitely seen these guys before. My buddy Adam, uh, he's really big into all sorts of music, and yeah, he's shown me these guys before, and they're they're interesting. I would I understand why you'd want to go uh, shoot for them. 
seen them uh, twice, and they put on a fantastic show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, uh, my Google page decided to drop, so I have no questions in front of me all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> thanks technology you're really helpful right now I know right yeah just has to crash right at the perfect moment uh, yeah. um, what's the grungiest place that you've gone to shoot for, in oh boy that's a tough one um, oh boy there's a lot of uh, venues that I've been to that are you know kind of uh, grungy and <laughs> A little sketchy. Um, uh, the one that's springing to mind is uh, this one called the Hard Luck in um, Toronto. And while it's not really like a dirty, grungy place, it does kind of have that feel. Yeah. Um, and there's a band that I went uh, on tour with out uh, east a couple of years back. Uh, again, it was uh, the Maysides. And we played a bunch of venues that were again kind of grimy grungy um uh, one in particular i think that sticks out is uh in halifax called uh, men's and molly's and uh it was actually like a like a gay club okay so i mean not that you know gay people are grungy and dirty no but, but... <laughs> this place certainly kind of was <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't really assume or don't really put uh the gay community with a grungy area they're well kept <laughs> right yeah in a stereotypical sense anyways so <laughs> yeah um but yeah no um and is there a favorite spot like when you get to here you get to go there you're a little bit more excited than others um i think probably one of my favorite venues is actually uh absent in uh, hamilton mm -hmm. i've shot so many shows there i've really lost count probably um probably 50 or 60 at least Wow. And, um, yeah, I lived only a couple blocks away from it. So, you know, whenever they had a band that I like, I'd be off shooting there. That's amazing. And, uh, so that's probably one of my favorite views. That's awesome. So what about Hamilton that, um, like, you, uh, you say you live in uh, Brightside? No, um, Birmingham. No, shit. Sorry, I'm blanking. <laughs> <laughs> Burlington. No, I, I uh, Burlington, yeah. Yes. I'm in Burlington uh, now, yeah. Yeah. So uh, how come the move out, out there? Um, well, it's just one town over. But um, basically when the uh, whole pandemic started, uh, uh, me and the fiancé just holed up at her place. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have my own place in Hamilton for now, but uh, I am going to be you know, planning to move here at some point. Well, yeah, well, congratulations on uh, getting engaged. I know that was right before the pandemic. Uh, yeah, actually, that was, um, oh, man, you know what? I can't even remember the date. Uh, I was doing... But I know our... <laughs> <laughs> she's going to kill me. <laughs> I believe... Um, I, uh... I know our anniversary is uh, 420. Nice. That's easy enough to remember. <laughs> it's always a fantastic date. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was doing a little bit of creeping on Facebook, and uh, it was uh, February 1st. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was just right before. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I basically uh, started like living here, and I guess it would have been mid-March. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right when everything shut down, when it was only supposed to be for two weeks. Right. Yeah. 
It was a great time. Um, and now here we are. Eight months later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, oh, okay, if you could give, like, a piece of advice for those who are thinking about getting uh, engaged here in the next little bit, what would you tell them? Um, I would say... I, oh, boy. That's a tricky one. <laughs> I think... Um, I mean, I've... I went through a string of pretty bad relationships, so I think one of the most important things that you can do before you get engaged with somebody is, uh, you know, make sure that they're the right one for you. Um, Fortunately, I found somebody that absolutely is. She's uh, just a phenomenal person, and uh, we get along together so well. So, you know, I guess uh, that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. All right, find the right one. So I'm sure that'll make up for the fact that you forgot the engagement date. So you're fine now. (laughs) Get me out of the doghouse. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite piece of band merch? Um, Oh, boy. I have, um, I've got a pretty extensive collection of uh, USS shirts. So, (laughs) you know, that's up there. Um. I've got uh, a bunch of really neat stuff from Ghost as well. I've got um, like a really nice bomber jacket Ooh. and um, you know just the detail work and everything uh, on the embroidery is really really nice. So you know that's up there. Yeah. And then and, uh, of course I've got a lot of um, like band memorabilia just from having worked with so many of them. Like I've got drumsticks from I don't even know how many bands. <laughs> And, uh, like, a lot of guitar picks and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So do you just have, like, a big room with a big shrine to every band that you've seen, or is it just, you got it just yes, in a box? Yes, I do. I've got a, I've got a wall full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Like, I know for myself, I started, um, once I, uh, my band shirt started to wear out on me, I've uh, been cutting out the logos and putting them on a big quilt. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just because I noticed I was starting to lose them, and it was like, well, we got to hold on to these as long as I can, and, you know, band shirts aren't cheap. No, um, they're like 20 bucks at a minimum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's if you're having a really good day and you can find for 20 bucks, but, you know, now it's like right. 35, 40 bucks, like, well, guess I'll spend the money. So, um... Uh, do you have one photo that like still takes you back to that moment? Um, I've got a number of them, yeah. Especially, I think with um, uh, with Colorado, because uh, I actually know the guys from the band, so you know we've worked together quite a bit. So Menno, their uh, lead singer, is actually like he kind of hams it up for the camera for me sometimes. <laughs> And uh, I've gotten a number of great photos of him doing that. And every time I see them, I'm like, oh, man, I remember that moment. And it was just like, yeah, that's going to be a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, same kind of thing with USS in a way, too. Um, and they're just a really fun band to shoot and see. Cause there's so much energy and so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you end up meeting uh, Colorado and becoming buddies with them? Um, the, well, the first time I ever saw Colorado actually was um, at a festival called Owen Palooza. And um, USS was headlining. And Colorado, uh, I think, was 
was the like the runner-up headliner. So that was the first time I saw them. Uh, I didn't actually meet them way back then. This was actually before I started doing the uh, music photography thing. But um, yeah, it was just, I think, I'm trying to remember the first time I met them. But uh, oh, I guess it would have been um, for the Desire 126 video shoot. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I met them there and, you know, I don't know if you've met them, but they're just like the nicest guys. Yeah, I met them at the Taste of Edmonton, I believe, in 2015? 2015 or 2014, yeah. and um, yeah, they uh, they signed my shirt. They're just the nicest guys I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just stellar, stellar people. Yeah. And um, so that was the first time I met them, and then um, I went to, you know, a couple more of their shows, and then um, once I started shooting, I wanted to shoot them, so, um, you know, started working with them that way and just got to know them pretty well, and just just became buddies it just uh yeah it just kind of happened <laughs> <laughs> right on man that's awesome like i mean like that uh, be excellent to each other shirt or um or what was that shirt that they released after donald trump was uh, elected president and I, I know i had that for a longest time and i've lost it in one of my moves and that's probably like my uh, favorite piece which of one would that have been um uh, scott the the hand giving the peace sign and be excellent to yeah, each other or be yeah. peaceful or something like that yeah be excellent to each other which I guess of course is from um, Bill and Ted Bill and Ted <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no that was like one of my favorite things and then yeah I was living with a girl for a while and it was one of those things that I forgot to grab on my way out and was like ah dang it oh man <laughs> yeah I lost like three good shirts on that one, one of my favorite shirts yeah <laughs> So I went back looking for it and like, ah, oh, it's not even there. I knew it before I even went on oh, the website. Man. I actually bought that uh, shirt for my dad as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But I saw you went to Nepal back in 2011. Uh, what was that oh, like? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was actually 2000. 2000? Holy. Yeah. I think uh, maybe I posted that album in 2011. Yes. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was way back in 2000, just after uh, the millennium. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, 13 way back then. Okay. So what what was that like being a 13-year-old going to Nepal? That was crazy. Um, I guess uh, the reason that all happened was uh, my school used to do like these big yearly trips for um, people that were in uh, high school. And... Uh, they were going to be discontinuing it, and my dad really wanted to uh, do one with me. And uh, Nepal was one of the big ones that they did, and uh, he figured, like, oh, that would be a good one to do. You know, go see Mount Everest and all that stuff. Yep. So, uh, so that's kind of how that came about. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm that. Yeah, that's great your dad took you traveling so young. Um, yeah. Wh what was it like to see Mount Everest in person? kind of indescribable I mean um, it's kind of funny though too because when you see it for the first time um, it's surrounded by you know the Himalayas and so many other mountains and Everest doesn't even look like it's the tallest <laughs> just because of the perspective huh. so it's really kind of um, you know it's amazing because it's like oh my god it's Mount Everest but it's actually kind of underwhelming in a way <laughs> yeah 
Huh. Uh, of course, once you get closer to it, you can really start to understand the scale of just how big it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did uh, Mount Robson, which is the biggest and Can- tallest in Canada. And right. it, you know, it's still only a third of the size of Mount Everest. And it was like, out there, it's so much taller than everything else. You're like, holy shit, like, this is, this is awesome. Yeah, so, it's just incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's like if I had the $100,000, yes, I would go do Mount Everest in a heartbeat, but um, I don't have a hundred k just kicking around. <laughs> no, not yet, anyway. No, one day. Yeah, <laughs> once you make your millions. Yeah, exactly. Once I'm a big-time broadcaster in Canada, they'll, they'll know yep. that I went up to Mount Everest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but your, uh, your website says you've done a lot of traveling. Where's your favorite place that you've been to? I mean, Nepal is definitely up there. Um, I spent some time in uh, southern France. That was really uh, kind of an experience, too. Uh, we were basically like living on um, a vineyard. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, I'll be in French. It's kind of like, it just kind of felt like home. Yeah. 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 Uh, another big one I did, there's uh, South Africa. We did um, Kruger National Park. Okay. Um, it's like this huge, huge like wildlife sanctuary. Yeah. And they have, um, you know, they like the big five animals there, like lions and rhinos and elephants and all that stuff. That's awesome. And to be able to see them in the wild, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely it would be. I know I've been following this page on Instagram called Nature's Metal and just seeing, you know, the life of a lion and doing its thing or even um, planet Earth, you're like, kind of want to see them in life and see them do their thing. Yeah. So, uh, I assume you got to see all five of the big, big five? Um, no, unfortunately, uh, I didn't get to rhino. Oh. I did, however, see some rhino droppings. So that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the south of France, uh, were you just like living on the vineyard and just kind of finding yourself like everyone does in their early twenties, or what was what was that one? Um, well, I shouldn't say that we were like living there. I went with um, my dad and my mom and uh, my grandmother, and so I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't even really remember how much time we spent there. I guess it would have been about. A week and a half or something like that. Okay. So, it, it, yeah. And we did uh, Paris and everything as well, of course. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big museum guy. So, you know, being able to see a lot of uh, the French museums like the Louvre, um, Musée d'Orsay, um, that was a lot of fun for me. Was there something that you had seen there that you were just so excited to see that was almost underwhelming? Uh, the Mona Lisa. <laughs> um, you know, when you see it in person, um, I guess the first thing that people will tell you is that uh, it's kind of small. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, people see it and they think it's like this huge portrait, but it's not. It's really not that big. Yeah, I've heard it's almost and, like um, an 8 by 10 or something like that. It's, yeah, I don't think it's quite that small, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I found it pretty underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the one we all know, and that's the one thing I've heard from a lot of people who've gone there to see the original, is like, that was it. Yep. So, um, like, I went to Italy uh, in grade 12, and just seeing some of, like, even going to the Vatican and just seeing some of the stuff up there, it's just like, well, 
that's cool, I guess. Yeah. So. Um, oh, yeah, the Vatican is something I'd love to do someday. Italy is one of those countries that they haven't uh, quite gotten around to yet. You know what? I found Italy overall to be very underwhelming. Really? Yeah. Uh, just something about it. And maybe it's just I, like, I've gone, I've done Italy Greece and Australia and New Zealand but I found every time I go to a big city I just or a big country like that I just eh, I'm not enthralled by it so like I, I love Florence uh, that was my favorite city in all of Italy but um, I don't know even going to the Vatican uh, like I've got a religious background and going to the Vatican I was so close to just throwing away my faith just because like this is disgusting how much money they've spent but, oh yeah it's it's so beautiful like it's wonderful but like just seeing it it's just like oh how many billions yeah. of dollars have been thrown into this you know 10 acres it's like we could be using some of this money to you know i don't know maybe help solve some of the world's problems right <laughs> <laughs> but no the fancy pope guy has to have his fancy kingdom but yeah absolutely no. yeah <laughs> but um overall uh, like i went to the college like that was cool to walk around i was like eh whatever and moved on with my day but florence that's the one city i'd go back to in all of italy yeah i think um out of all the cities i guess it would either be rome or um florence that i uh, think i would enjoy the most there yeah yeah like uh especially uh florence with as many museums as they have and just like little shops it's just wonderful little city so yeah. Did you do uh, Venice? We did not do Venice, unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah, we ended up going south and then um, to the west and then caught a ferry over to Greece. And Greece was just fantastic. I've got no quarrels with that Well, out there. Oh, just all the uh, ancient ruins and stuff there would be amazing to see. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see all that and uh, how they're rebuilding it, uh, even post-World War II. It's been 75 years or whatever it's been since then. and. Right. Still, they're still putting in so much effort to build these back up. And the food in Greece is just fantastic, too. I lived like a king for next to nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Greek food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the donairs were top-notch, and you could go get a meal at, like, 2 a.m., and no one would even bat an eye. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's one hidden gem that you want to go back to? Uh, traveling oh boy um kind of want to say Kelowna but that's um kind of a cop out because my dad lives there (laughs) (laughs) so I get out there you know maybe uh, like once a year um unfortunately not this year with the pandemic and everything but um Kelowna is just such a cool city and um you know it's kind of like situated right in the middle of BC wilderness Mm mm-hmm so there's so much to do around there, like rock climbing and, um, you know, biking on trails. And uh, it's just, you know, really, um, how's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's just so much to do there. Yeah, there really is. I guess. Uh, a lot of variety. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I know I've gone there a few times. Uh, we, like, we grew up just south of Edmonton, so we went there a few times growing up, and I loved it. Like the wine tasting when I got older was cool and yeah. Oh yeah, and there's lots of wine to be tasted around there. There in the sure Okanagan. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucked when you drew the short straw and you had to DD everyone for the day, but uh, when you didn't draw, draw that short straw, oh, it was a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stumbled back into the tent and it's only four o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, well, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Um, you know it's a good day when. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, you get going again for 9 o'clock at night. And, yeah, everything about Kelowna, yeah. I love it. It's, I think, Canada's best spot. One of Canada's best oh, spots. Oh, yeah. One of them, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've gone coast to coast in Canada. The only province I haven't hit is Newfoundland yet. And just, I don't know, every province has something wonderful about it, even though, you know, we rip on Manitoba, Saskatchewan for having nothing. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor prairie provinces. <laughs> yep. I think actually Newfoundland is the only province that I haven't been to as well. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely want to get out to the rock. Like, it's one of those places I see photos of, and um, my cousin ended up marrying a guy from out there, and he talks about oh, yeah. it so highly. So, Newfies are the kindest people I've ever worked with, so. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Newfies are very proud. <laughs> very proud people. <laughs> Can't understand a word they say, but man. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best dish that you've had while traveling that you can't get right out here? Oh, boy. Um, hmm. That's kind of a tricky one, too. Uh, I don't know. I've never really been that adventurous with food, so I'm trying to think of something kind of unusual that I've had. Um, I mean, Nepal obviously had uh, a little bit of a different kind of cuisine. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, one of the best things that I've ever had was the uh, cinnamon rolls that they bake um, in Nepal at a place called Namchi, but All right. which is one of the stops, like, you know, on the way to get to Everest Base Camp. And uh, the altitude is so high, it makes baking there really, really difficult. Hmm. But somehow, this was like right after my birthday. Now, they managed to bake me a birthday cake, and they had the best cinnamon rolls I've ever had. Um, now, that's not really, you know, an exotic dish or anything, but um, <laughs> just, it still, it sticks out with me um, to this day, just how good they were. Yeah. And uh, it, it's constantly amazing to me that, um, you know, they're, they can do baking so well at that altitude. Yeah, I've never actually thought about baking at another altitude would be so tough, but uh, yeah, you learn something new every time. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I found that with Donairs out in Greece. I can't find, like, I love Donairs, but can't ever find the same thing that I had out there, so still a little heartbroken about that. Yeah, it's just never the same, is it? It never is. They had everything just so right, and we can't get it here, so I'll be a little heartbroken, but that's okay. Um while I was doing some background research on you, you have some interesting pets, I've noticed. Uh, yes, yeah, that I do. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with the snakes. Um, or like, how? yeah, why, why snakes and why not the traditional pets? Uh, it's kind of a difficult question to answer. I guess I've always just really loved snakes. Fair enough. Um, like one of my uh, first pets was a snake. Really? And this was, I think, uh, trying to think of how old I would have been, maybe about eight or nine, something like that. Hmm. And uh, I just, um, it's not like an animal that I just fell in love with. I just always remember loving them. Hmm. And I don't know what it is about them. It's just, I, I think they're really cool animals. Yeah, I mean, they definitely are. Um, we have the what's called the Narciss Pits here in Manitoba. 
and uh, yes. yeah just the gathering of all these garter snakes and it's all like i love going there in the spring and watching them all just head out and do their thing but yeah. i've had friends who are just like can't do it won't go and then end up convincing to go and they have a terrible time but uh for me it's it's my favorite <laughs> day of the year yeah oh yeah i'd love to see that yeah oh yeah you gotta come check it out uh, it's like top 10 things in canada that's just no one knows about really right so nobody wants to know about it no (laughs) (laughs) but once you know you know yeah Um, like even like growing up in uh just out of edmonton we didn't have snakes but when i moved to manitoba i saw them on the ground and i was working at a summer camp and this little girl's freaking out and i just grabbed this little garter snake i'm like he's fine he's safe let him go and these kids were losing their minds like "Eh, it's no big deal they're cool (laughs) animals (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny i actually just um i never knew this before um and i guess it was discovered fairly recently but um murder snakes are actually venomous what <laughs> yeah oh that's good um, to know <laughs> now people are almost never bitten by them because they're what's called uh, rear fanged okay so basically you know if you get and plus the venom is just you know, not very potent to humans at all. Yeah. It's like less than a bee sting. So <laughs> it's like, even if you did get envenomated, you might not even know it. Yeah. Oh, huh. but um, yeah, that was something that I just found out recently. I was like, no way. Yeah, it's just good to know now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Teaching me so much about cuisine and uh, animals here today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have, uh, a tarantula as well. Um, how'd you end up getting yes, her? I do. Uh, sorry. Uh, how'd you end up uh, getting that? Um, again, it's one of those animals that I've just always kind of been fascinated by. Um, which is funny because my my mom is absolutely terrified of spiders, <laughs> so it's not like I could really um have them way back when I was living with my parents, but um. Yeah, so again, it's just one of those animals that I've always kind of had an affinity with, and I think they're fascinating. Yeah. And, uh, and they're also very misunderstood. How so? Um, it's kind of funny because they each have, like, their own personality. Um, there's different species that can be more or less aggressive, but even then, like, you can get like a really docile species but one that's just a total asshole (laughs) and it's going to want to bite you and they have these things called uh, urticating hairs that they kick off of their uh, abdomen and uh, which luckily I'm actually immune to but they're supposed to cause like a lot of itching and irritation so they'll kick those at you and (laughs) um, luckily I've been pretty lucky with uh, tarantulas the ones that I've had are all they've all been very well behaved yeah that's awesome. Yeah, I, um, my mom had one when I was just just tiny, like less than two years old. And there's a photo of, you know, probably six months meat with a tarantula on my stomach. And I was like, oh, well, that's the 90s for you. I grew up and I didn't die. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, for the most part, they're actually pretty harmless. And, um, you know, the uh, more docile species, you can usually handle them, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I know hers was pretty docile. She said it was a good little spider or spider she had yeah. for about four years, I think. So, yeah, kind of wish I had it. We had it when I was 
older, but didn't, and that sucks. Oh, you could always get another one. I could. Well, I moved so much that it'd probably be just so stressful for the poor thing, but uh, one uh, of these days yeah, I'm going to... I don't really like moving around. No. <laughs> one of these days I will have a permanent job and a permanent home, and then I can have one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, so that's pretty much everything I have. Um, is there anything that you would like to bring up and uh, plug for yourself? Um, no, there's not a whole lot going on with the uh, music world right now. So, you know, um, had a lot of great memories from doing it. <laughs> but uh, And, you know, hopefully will again once the world, uh, the ball gets rolling again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have a bunch of listeners from Toronto, so if you wanna, if they happen to have a band, uh, how do they find you in case they want you to shoot? Uh, well, I'm JML Photography, um, or sorry, JML Concert Photography on Instagram. Um, my Twitter handle is at John Michael Lelly, like L E L I. Um, of course, you can't change the uh, Twitter handle, or I would have done that. And uh, if you want to find me on Facebook, it's uh, JML Concert Photography. Or you can um, get in contact with me directly, uh, John Michael Leliev. That's L-E-L-I-E-V-R-E. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Wonderful. Well, so much uh, fun talking to you today. Yeah, it was a load of fun. I think this was actually like my first interview. So. Oh, hey, well, you did pretty good for your first interview, so... Awesome. Yeah, didn't feel like I was pulling teeth at all with you. So uh, thank you so much for being <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. And uh, best of luck, and hopefully uh, COVID goes away and you can start shooting again. Absolutely, and good luck with the uh, broadcasting. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I just got, actually, I just got my first uh, legitimate job here happening in January. So I'm moving off oh, yeah, back to awesome. Alberta. So, Yes. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing all of your work on Instagram again. All right. All right. And uh, stay safe. Take care, buddy. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. So that was John Michael Leverier. I'm probably butchering that again because, again, Redneck Albertan. Um, So thank you so much to John Michael for being on. Um, Go follow him. Uh, He just said all of his Instagrams and such so i'll make sure to put all of his stuff into my show notes and tag him on instagram and facebook uh once again thank you so much for listening uh this episode was brought to you by grandma bears home baking aisle seven of the old strathcona farmer's market and one last thing before i shut her down uh wanya gretz who was just on less than a month ago uh just had his firstborn baby boy so congratulations to wanya for um being a dad so good for you buddy and um Stay well, stay safe, and uh, peace and grace to you. Until next time, I'm Angus Hout. How do you like it, sir? Rare. <laughs>